0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Blessed feast to you all, and congratulations. We've completed the Holy and Great Lent, and we're on the doorsteps of Holy Week as our Lord journeys to the triumph of His being raised up on that hill in Golgotha and buried and rose from the tomb. That is what we have looking ahead of us this week. And that is the mystery that is, we are getting a glimpse of in this blessed feast. What this is is a triumphal entry that is made by our Lord. He just yesterday raised from death a friend who had already been dead and buried for four days. And this happened before the eyes of many witnesses in the town of Bethany. And now that Jesus Christ sitting on a donkey while the people of Bethany journey with him. He crests the hill in the Garden of Gethsemane and the gates of Jerusalem are before him as he goes to celebrate the Passover. The people of Jerusalem have heard this good news of the raising of Lazarus and they stop all that they are doing and they come to meet Jesus with great joy. There is no earthly planning. There's no logistics. There's no flyers that went out to tell people to gather at the gates. There's only the response of the people to the power of God from their hearts and from their minds. It is praise and awe that motivates the gathering crowds, And that is it. The crowd from Bethany travels with Jesus and spreads the news to Jerusalem of the miracle that they have seen before their very eyes. At this news, the simple people, the believers in Jerusalem, turn their backs on the markets, on the purchasing of sacrificial lambs that's taking place in the temple courtyards on this very day, and they rush to welcome Jesus as king, victorious in battle against his arch enemy, death. As the great flowing of humanity from Bethany and from Jerusalem meets before the gates, They welcome Jesus as their victorious king that has come home. They are celebrating with him, for he has shown death is powerless before him. The word of the good news of the resurrection has come to all people with the rising of Lazarus from the grave. So all of those who are of simple faith and trust in God's work to raise the dead become inspired. They offer up to the Lord a faultlessly perfect hymn. And they bore witness that as God, he brought Lazarus back to life after he had been dead for four days. The gathering crowd from Bethany and Jerusalem sing this perfect hymn that tells us of the divinity of Jesus. This crowd sings Hosanna, a word that is used to ask for salvation from the one who can grant it. And so the Lord enters his city with these cries. Their voices take up an angelic hymn and they knowingly or not become messengers of God that Jesus is the Son of God who will save all of humanity. At the Lord's birth, angels sing, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. And now, at this time with his entry into Jerusalem, children and the crowd offer up the same kind of hymn Hosanna to the Son of David, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, they are saying by this word, we praise you, we glorify you, for you will save us from death because you are our king. So wherever and wherever, whenever Christ is manifest, there is a revelation of who we are and where we place our trust. So here, even on this day, in celebrating the dawning of the victory over death, the same thing is happening. There is a reaction of the crowd that we have just been speaking about, and there is the reaction of the Sanhedrin, those high priests and those Pharisees who saw themselves and asserted their rule over the Jewish people and of the temple where the worship of God took place. They have a different reaction. The crowd in Jerusalem is responding to Jesus' power over death, but they only know this by witnessing it themselves or by hearing the word of what has already happened they have seen him call forth Lazarus from the tomb, or they are blessed to hear and believe. They find it nearly impossible to see how this person who is entering the city will shake the foundations of the earth and remake each and everything through the events of these next, day, next eight days. But they don't know that yet. They don't know of the shaking of the foundations of the earth by this remaking of Christ through his death, burial, and resurrection. They are simply responding to Jesus as a powerful prophet, a teacher, and a wonder worker, and yes, a king. But the fullness of God's providence for us was not yet known. They praised simply responding to the glimpse of the might of God in Jesus Christ. The crowds have a simple response from the heart and they don't have any other consideration that is muddying the waters. However, the Sanhedrin and Judas Iscariot, we saw the same things, and instead of responding in that way, they plotted two murders, that of Jesus himself and of Lazarus, who is the proof of our Lord's greatness. They saw in Jesus of Nazareth a threat to their power and their wealth, and because the people loved him, they were jealous. So these plotters could only see in Jesus a challenge to their own power structures, their own money making schemes. And they grasped tightly to what they had. And violence by that tight grasp consumed their hearts. They sought to kill and destroy all the proof of Jesus' works and erase it by a murderous plot. And Judas Iscariot offered, by, offended, and offered a means. He was offended by the extravagance of Mary's anointing of her teacher and friend and the giver of life. And allowed just a seemingly small complaint. That perhaps there's a better use of these funds than to anoint somebody. And this drove him into the murderous plot. And he became what we now call the son of perdition. In an unrepentant betrayal of Christ. Contemning him to rebellion against the Savior and by going along with the schemes of the enemy of Christ. These plotters could only see this challenge to their own power and took offense against the crowd that was hastening to him into Jerusalem and welcoming him as their king. So it is jealousy, love of money, love of power, love of prestige that separated the high priests, the Pharisees, and Judas Iscariot from God. It is these sins to this day that prevent us from singing Hosanna with great joy and faith like the crowds from Bethany and Jerusalem. These people in the gathering crowds are possessing in triumph with the Lord and they respond in humility and offer songs, their cloaks and palm branches. They are responding with no plan. They simply are saying a truth there in the response to the grace of God. The joy of the Lord has simply given them the words and the actions that are appropriate to Christ's coming into that city. Christ is received by them, and they are making themselves one with Him. It is these same people, along with many others, that after our Lord's resurrection, on the day of Pentecost, who will receive baptism and join fully with Jesus as God in the full knowledge of Him, as their Savior and as their victor, and as their king, as they begin to understand today. This is the savior and victor over death who has no hold. The virtues of the crowd, humility and joy in God's power, these are the baseline of the spiritual life. It is these that we have sought through this holy and great Lent to more fully understand, and that we should continually be seeking even unto our last breath. Wherever we are not humble, wherever we are not obedient to our Lord's call, we can kick against the goads and harm our very souls. And Christ's appearance always demands some response. So let our response be the joining of that crowd in praise and thanksgiving and to journey with him. Today the king enters, and this week he will finally finish the work of his triumph. Jesus, sitting on a donkey, enters today, already showing his victory to us. The crowd in Jerusalem is responding to Jesus' power over death, while plotters seek to destroy him in jealousy and in fear and in a short-sighted, blinding ego. But let us rejoice and be glad in this day. Today we glimpse the victory as well, Let us stay with him through this Holy Week before where he enters death itself and by that very entry, the power of death and the dominion of Hades comes to nothing. Death will be fully overcome. For now we know death is defeated and Christ is enthroned in glory and no plot could ever prevent or stop his great love being given to us in this victory. Let us respond from the heart and receive our King and our God. Humbly accept the work of God. He grants us, when we do that, he grants us his kingdom. Join him in the victory today. Sing Hosanna and raise up the signs of victory that you have in your hands with these palms and as we process around this church. Make a triumphal march with him to his victory over death in the resurrection that we celebrate this week. As the people of God, Follow him as he begins dealing the final and great blow to Hades. The bestower of life enters his city so that being raised up on the tree of the cross outside the city, he will enter the last of the enemy's territory and take away all of its prisoners and all of its power as he rises from the dead. This is what it means to be a Christian. We place all our hope in the power of the God-man Jesus Christ over death. That is our hope. That is the hope being glimpsed and celebrated by the gathering of the believers today. So trust in him, just as Martha and Mary and the crowd greeted him at the gate did, and they placed their trust in him, and just as all the disciples do, weep with Christ and trust in his power over death itself. Let us this day and through this week gather to our Lord and let us be faithful disciples and sing rejoice and hosanna with confidence as the children in the crowd did. Let us anoint him with the tears mixed with sorrow over our own sins and joy over his love and power that is given to us this week. So lift these palms, you hold, which you hold as a sign of victory, and begin the journey with him to the cross, and through it to the resurrection. Thank God every time you have eyes to see the works of the Lord, just as they are being presented to us today against the world that is full of darkness, and ask to be shown them again and again and again. For he is the victorious one, and in him all plotting and all death have no hold and no grasp. So let us be like the crowds and the disciples and stay close with him, and join him in that final victory over death, that we may cry out the blessed hymns of great and holy Pascha with joy and experience his grace, just as we get a tiny glimpse today. May we journey with him all the days of our life. Amen.